When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello, uh, welcome to episode 92 of In this episode, I'll be talking to Aidan Green, who I met over at the Edinburgh Phil Fringe Festival also, and he was doing a show called Stutter Island about uh, his stutter, and the show um, started off, so I think I should explain something that we talk about later. In the, uh, at the beginning of the show, he asked members of the audience for if they could remember a time when they were in, uh, in, insulted or said, someone said something mean to them. And uh, and then at the end of the show, he asks the same people to say something positive about themselves. Um, so, we, yeah, we talk about that at the end. So just to explain that, um, he didn't come to me, probably recognize me. On that, but I was racking my brain for something, something that uh, someone said to me. But... Uh, I thought, um, um, I couldn't, uh, um, he didn't come to me, so I was fine. So, uh, I'm just, um, uh, sitting here in my kitchen. If you hear any noise in the background, it's my cat eating her food. And there's a beautiful, uh, vase of flowers here. Um, I've just got up, I've had my porridge, I've had my coffee, and, uh, I'm sitting here, have my guitar. Maybe I'll play a little song for you that I uh, just wrote. That's the sound of my notebook. Because um, cause I'm a very creative, I'm a creative type. So I get up, I have my coffee, my porridge. And I put some nuts and honey in it and some fruit. And then I sit down at my desk and I try to find something to inspire me. And I, I rank. I want to do something. Um, I've been um, involved in a few films this year, and I got to see rough cuts of of two of them uh, this week, and uh, I'm delighted. Both of them are good, so feeling good about that this week. Uh, went for a ten kilometer run yesterday. I'm talking to you as if you're my parents, and I'm just telling you. Um, I'm I'm looking for approval here. Went for a 10k run. I'm doing a 7k uh, race run, you know, sponsored thing, on Sunday. So uh, here's hoping that my um, my old uh, tendons are, are are okay. They're my big problem: tendons, tendons, hamstring, lower calf, 
Achilles. All those little fuckers. I suppose when you get to a certain age, they they turn from uh, a elastic into piano wire, and uh, they tend to pull or snap. Okay, so uh, I'm meandering here. So um, I play a little song, and then we'll and then we'll listen to Aiden Green. The show was brilliant and cheers. I uh, learned a lot from it as well. <laughs> well, that is the most important thing for a stand up comedy show is that people <laughs> learn something from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, how long did you were telling me how long, how many previews you did, and how you come, how did you devise the show, and all this kind of stuff? Uh, so, I come, probably did, uh, I probably did around eight previews in total. Like, I wish I had done way more big because you know, I think once you have like any sort of tech in your show. A material that can't be done in clubs as well. You're just kind of like I, I, I need to do a specific show because I tried. I could do some of that stuff in clubs, but then anything with like yeah. sound clips or anything, you know, I couldn't like no. play a sound clip in a club. Like I couldn't be like here, Aiden, bringing a speaker into the inter on a Saturday so I can play these things. Yeah. Uh, so I did eight, and because it was like my second show, I obviously wasn't, you know, like. First show, you spend six, 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 oh god, six years, like you know, spending like you know, just like working on one thing, and you have no idea you're working on the show. So the first show is easy, yeah. And then for the second show, you're like, oh my god, I've got nine months, and for me, it ended up being six because I was in America for three months, and I. And I was in Albuquerque, and there are no comedy clubs in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't work on comedy for three months. Yeah. So I came so, back and I had six months. So it's like a difficult second album if you were a band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, I now understand that a second album for a band, because the band's just like, oh, these are all my great ideas. Yeah. First album, and then your second album is like, oh, shit. Yeah. Have I anything else I want to talk about? Yeah. So, so um, well, basically the show is about... Your stammer and your dealing with and growing up with a stammer and, yeah and uh, do you get nervous about talking about this kind of stuff that's quite personal I mean you talk about the fact that you were bullied the fact that you were yeah felt like a monster I mean it's quite personal I yeah. I admire your courage I mean just to 
you're opening yourself up there. Uh, yeah. I actually don't get nervous about that at all. And I, and I think it's just because I seen like I think I spent so long being ashamed of my stammer mm. that now that, that I'm just like, no, I have a stammer and like that's you know, because like I honestly don't know what I would talk about on stage if I didn't have a stammer. Like I don't know what I would talk about you know, about at all. So I think because I now I seen like I've learned from from it. I think no, like I can. I'm very comfortable talking about these things because I've reached a place where I, where I accept my stammer almost. Mm. You know, so like well, once I accepted that no, like I have a stammer and it's a normal thing. I'm just like I'll easily talk about any of these things on stage. All right, okay. So how about your first gig? Where did you do, where did you start off doing it? Uh, my first gig was in, uh, uh, what was it called? Oh my God! It so it was. Davy Riley ran a club upstairs in the Twisted Pepper. Right. Uh, so that was in like 2011, 2010 or 2011. And uh, I mentioned my stammer once the entire show. Yeah. So I did it, and I've used the same opening joke since then. It's like I'll be up here for five minutes, seven minutes, ten minutes. That'll be one joke. That that's like I've always started with that, that joke, which also was the thing with this show was I couldn't start with that joke because I refused to do any jokes from my last show. I said this all has to be new stuff. So I had to find a new way to introduce my stammer to a crowd. But I went up, and I was, you know, like it's the kind of thing where you don't, almost don't remember it because you know it's like your first gig, your first time on stage. But I had like the entire front row was my friends, so I just went up and I killed it talking about the worst stuff in the world. And I didn't get nervous about my stammer at all because I was so concerned because I wasn't mentioning it. I was just so concerned that people wouldn't laugh at my jokes. Right, right, right. So it's in like. I think that's the thing that people who stammer try to do a lot is they will try to distract themselves from the fact that they have a stammer with other things. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, big, big, you know, because like I think I will often do a set in where I don't mention my stammer at all. I just do all crowd work and I won't stammer at all during that set because I, in, in my head, I've switched off the, the idea that I have a stammer. And then, then as soon as I like think of it or mention it, I will start to stammer again. So it's kind of like a weird thing where, um, you know, because it's part mental, part physical. So if I focus, you know, so if I can like mentally forget about it, I'm less likely to stammer. But like a mental response might trigger the physical response or physical you know, response might trigger the mental response. And that'll make my stammer happen or get bad again or something. All right. Okay. And so then from then on, you were hooked on the whole stand up thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying... It was, uh, and I think Pyrafer, you know, because in the show I play a clip of somebody saying I could never be a stand-up comedian, essentially. Yeah. And part of it was me proving people wrong. The other part, well, I was, I've always stammered less on stage anyway. Like, even when I was younger and I was in, like, a play, I was always the lead in every school play, and I never stammered when I was on stage. So it was always the thing where I was on stage, I didn't stammer at all. And then as I got older... I got him more in my head and I thought if I was on stage I wouldn't stammer but, but I actively do stammer less on stage right yeah uh, unless I'm tired or something I might stammer a bit more but like and like sometimes that can be a problem as well because once I was doing a gig in Manchester it was the semi-final of the short little student comedy awards in 2011 or 12 mm. uh, and I went and I was so you know it was like such a big gig I was so concerned my best friend was going to come fly over to Manchester where he'd never seen me do stand up before so I was nervous about him being there semi-final of a big competition 
And I was like thinking, okay, you know, like I have to do well here. So I spent the entire week before working on my speech, you know, like making sure, you know, there are things, but you know, which will make it worse. So like, if I have like a bad back, that that will restrict my uh, my breathing. So that will make it worse. Uh, if I haven't slept well, that will make it worse. I'm also on a speech course, so I was doing some of the things from it. So when did I did this gig in Manchester, I've never spoke better in my life, and the crowd hated me. Because I went up and I was talking about having a stammer and had showed no visibility of having a stammer whatsoever. So the crowd just thought I was up there making fun out of stammers for the first five minutes of my set. So I, I, so I, I, don't, I, I don't think I've ever done that badly on stage. Now, also, before I went on, a girl in the crowd done a bunch of, I think it was, was it, uh, a bunch of horse tranquilizers and got kicked out. I didn't see this, so I went up and the crowd were like ferocity when I said hello. But then also they just saw somebody got kicked out on horse tranquilizer and then saw this guy up on stage being like, yeah, stammers are like this. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? So that's a bit of a dilemma then because you you have to have your stammer. It's basically... If you're, if you're set, if you have to do that part of your set yeah, where you talk about... It is a lose-lose thing. So if yeah. my stammer is bad, then I can't say the jokes and that's bad. And if my stammer is fine... Then I'm saying jokes about something that people don't know I have. Yeah. So there is kind of like I, I do. I'm lucky in a way that I, I, that I do kind of stammer enough most evenings that it's like believable. Because you know it's like almost weird that that I feel I have to make people believe I have a stammer uh, at the start of this show. I talk about how a week ago there was a couple in on the Saturday. And the man got angry because I wasn't stammering enough during the show. And they got so furious at me insulting people with stammers and the, and the Irish that they stormed out. And it's kind of like this man walked out because I was not disabled enough for his liking. Where did this happen in your show? This happened in my show last Saturday. No, no sorry. It was actually the Saturday before. But there was like, like an yeah. up. There was an older Scottish couple who were there 45 minutes early. I don't know how they'd heard about the show. I don't know why they were mm. so eager. I, I didn't ask because they seemed a little bit drunk. And then there was a second row, and I could see him getting furious. He was calling me all sorts of names under his breath, and I could hear him. And there was another guy sitting up at the front who had a stammer, and I asked him a question, and then he started to say stuff about him. And I, and I said, like, three or four times, like, like, you guys can leave if you want. Like, you, you know, like, I won't be offended. Like, you can go. And she was, and it, it seemed like she kept on trying to talk him down. They're like, no, we'll stay, we'll stay, we'll stay. And then eventually they walked out and started a fight. And he tried to start a fight with my flat error because I didn't have a stammer and wasn't Irish in his eyes. And he was like, he has been so, so, uh, so, so, you know, so mean to people who are Irish and have stammers. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, like, uh, it, it's, it's. Uh, I don't know what he was expecting, but, you know, like... Yeah, would that be, like, I don't know, a black comedian having to prove they were black? Yeah, exactly. But, like, I have seen instances where people will fake certain disabilities on stage, and I've never I've never approved of it. Like, I've seen it happening, and, I, yeah, I've seen it, and I'm like, like, no, that's not, like, you know, like... You could be, you could be making a really good point, but you've gone about it the wrong way. You know, so it's in, like... I I have seen people fake a disability on stage, so I... Like what, what kind of disability? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to throw anyone well, under the bus. Don't uh, give yeah, me yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. So. No, 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 but like I've seen 
people fake being in a wheelchair and things like that on stage. Um, Have you? So, uh, so like, I can kind of see how, like, and how, because, like, you know, I do say a lot at the start of the show, I think people know what stammering is, but I don't think that they understand it. So, mm. I, I, like, I even had a super uncomfortable incident here. Uh, I was up working in the National Library. I think it was on the same day that that man walked out on my show. So I was already having a bad day mm. because I went into the to the to uh, to the library because they've got super fast Wi-Fi. Only reason I go there, so, uh, and like it's like a quiet place as well. So I go up to there and I work in just like their, they have a wee area out front, and I was sitting there, and this guy eventually came and sat beside I, 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 me. He was he was talking to somebody who I think was his thesis advisor. So I'm, so I think he was like a PhD student. Mm. And she was his thesis advisor. And from the start, I noticed he was stammering. So, you know, like my ears perked open. I'm just like, oh, this guy is a stammer as well. And I looked at my bag and I had no flyers for my show in my bag. It's like, I, you know, in my last run, I had lots of stammers in the show. It was great. They really enjoyed the show. And I, would, and I was just like, I'd just like to have a few more stammers in. You know, I think they really get something from the show. And so I just thought, okay, I don't have any flyers. I'll just say it to him. I'll just say it to him. So he... Uh, so she went off and she went to the to the to the bathroom or something. So I said, "Okay, I'll just I'll just say it." So I leaned across and says, "Hey, mate, I couldn't help but notice that you have a stammer." And he just as quick as that goes, "No, it's fine. It's totally normal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's no normal." And I was like, "No, no, no, uh, no. I actually have a stammer as well." And I and because he was so defensive, I started to stammer really bad because I got very uncomfortable. No, I- so I started to stammer really bad. I was like, "No, I actually have a stammer as well." Uh, I'm just doing a show in the front. Like I don't know if you'd be, you know, I just want to have. And he just goes, no, no. But then I had to sit beside him until she came back because I couldn't just leave. So I had to wait right. till she came back, and they started to work. And then I just very quietly packed up my stuff and walked away. And I knew that as soon as I walked away, he turned around. And was like, You're not going to believe what that guy just did to me. Oh God! And I was just like, like for him when I said that fluently. Oh, I noticed that. Um, yeah. That you have a stammer. He obviously got very defensive because you know. Yeah, he, you know, obviously people have said mean things to him about a stammer in the past. Yeah, and it's yeah. very hard for me to just you know, like I could have laid the stammer on thick, but I'm not going to fake a stammer. Yeah, you know, like there are, obviously there are points in the, the show where I fake having a stammer, but only to make a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but like, like, like I don't think actually faking one to show you have one is really no, no, no. yeah. No. So, yeah, so that was uh, so my day had started with me having to leave a library because I tried to invite somebody to come to my show. Oh, God. And then it ended with somebody walking out. And now, after they walked out, the show was great. Like, it was like everyone just like had suddenly taken off their bras at the end of a long day and was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) The tension was gone. But yeah, but it was, uh, yeah. So, like, you know, like I think it is fairly, you know, I've never heard of that ever happening to any other stand up that somebody walked out because they weren't you know they you know they you know it's like oh well we want this guy to be more disabled yeah no no i've heard i've heard of one it wasn't a, it wasn't a stand-up it was a musician singer songwriter yeah touring germany and uh the someone in the audience gone be more irish oh god yeah <laughs> Because they weren't playing diddly idly music, but that's that's a different thing. But. No, but it's still like people are coming in with an inbuilt expectation of what to expect from what they think you are. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, because as in like being more, uh, you know, like being more Irish, like you know, it's not making sense. You know, it's like am I supposed to be a stereotype of what you think Ireland is? Yeah. So like, so, like I was just like I didn't live up to what this guy thought that stammering was. Like I don't know if he saw the King's Speech and thought, oh, it's going to be like the King's Speech. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just like every stammer is fucking, you know, like stammering, and it is a thing which I cook over in my. I covered so much in my last show. I had a lot less stuff about stammering to work with it in this show, but the thing I I, I did it in the uh, which I uh, which I talked about in the last show is how every stammer is kind of unique in the way that they stammer. So like oh. all like you know like so like all stammers are very are very 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 different. You know, so like my stammer might you know it it. My, my, uh, it, my, my, it might not sound like somebody else's who you know. So I think maybe for some people it's like, well, this doesn't sound like my friend Steven's stammer, so I don't think this is a stammer, you know? Things like that. Wow. Yeah. It's weird. Now, in general, people have been lovely and have got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those aren't the things that make the fringe interesting. <laughs> you know, like, you know, yeah, it is funny what people say. I mean, I had one instant in the... Um... My show, it, it was, I don't know what we were talking about, but someone at the front, some guy from Norfolk, Norfolk, I was talking about Ireland and England and blah, blah, blah and terrorism and all this. <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, well, we're all, uh, well, we're all British, aren't we? And I went, I, I just went, yeah. And then I went, no, no, we're not. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it is weird that someone that still thinks that we're all British. Yeah. And that. The whole, uh, what was all that war about? Yeah, well, <laughs> for them, they probably know very little about it anyway. It's like, ah, there was a mild, a mild 800-year kerfuffle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone's friends now. Oh, yeah. It was, I didn't, I didn't uh, stay on that. I just said, no, we're not, and carried on. But I mean, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it is odd. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in the... I suppose, like, you're in this kind of situation where you kind of have to talk about the stammer... Yeah. Because if it happens, then you've got to explain. Yes. But if it doesn't happen, <laughs> then I'm explaining something which isn't there. Yeah, no, like, do you think that you want, but in the, do you, would you like to do a show where maybe you talk about having a stammer at the beginning and then move on to... Yeah, so I think I'm going to give it three shows. I think three shows about stammering and then I just move on to like whatever else is important at that time. Yeah. You know, because like I... Uh, I did get a lot of jokes from people this year. It was like, oh, another show about stammering it. And I was like, don't be angry with me because I have an angle. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, you know, as in, as in, you know, like, I do always kind of think there are lots of stand-ups who talk about the same things. And then sometimes when, when you see somebody who's suddenly talking about something else, it's like, oh, wow, this is something I haven't heard before. This is, like, a fresh angle on something or this is. So, as in, like, I do enjoy when I see... I sat up and they're talking about something I've never heard anyone talk about before. And then suddenly yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, this is like a fresh thing. So like I, I do think that as in like it sometimes is good for a crowd when I cook them on and I'm talking about something that they know about, but there's no other, no like there are other stammering stand-ups in the world, but they probably have never seen them or seen them talking about yeah about stammering at all. No, no, I said that that I did once do an all stammering stand-up comedy show. Uh, in Dublin, did you? I did. Uh, I got great jokes for like the month before, being like, "It's going to be the longest comedy show." Everyone's 
everyone's everyone's doing a 15 minute long set it's gonna be the longest comedy show you've ever been at yeah uh but yeah it was uh the irish stammering association still got on uh it was hosted by it was hosted for some reason by um by Connor O'Toole, uh, the famous non-stammering stand-up. Uh, he he's friends with the guy who runs the Dairy Stammering Association, and we had a there was a guy who's like an open mic stand-up. He came in. He they did a short spot. Then there's uh, an American comic named um, named uh, named uh, named Nina 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 G, and she's a stammer. And from watching her set. I learned so much I didn't know and I was and it was like a really like I was felt so refreshed afterwards because I learned all of this stuff and she made it funny and you know funny as well I was like oh this is like so I was kind of like I hope I'm doing for other people what she did for me when I saw her set yeah you know because like she just like you know she, she was like because I'd always seen on like these are all the famous stammers and Marilyn Monroe was on every single one of those lists. So I was like Marilyn Monroe didn't have a stammer and then she explained it. That's why she put on that sexy baby voice. It was because she gave big because when you do accents and impersonations, you're less likely to stammer. Wow. So that's why she put on that voice because that's how she didn't stammer. That's it. I never knew that. Me neither. And I was blown away. So ah. if I can like do that for people, like it's like, hey, this is stammering, and here are some facts, and present them in a funny way. I, you know, like that—that's the, you know, that is the—that is the sort of thing I would like to see. So I'm just like, if that's what I can do, then that's great. Yeah, no, and I mean, yeah, your show is really it. I found I learned stuff. Yeah, it's. But one thing that struck me, I thought, because uh, you're a good bit younger than me, I, I was surprised at the things people said to you at school. Yeah, now I was kind of lucky in that I went to a small school, so I was going to get a lot. Of, so you know, like there, you know, there was there was so few people in in my in my in in my in my you're going to do lots of editing on this podcast, Joe. It's going to be incredible. I'm going to leave it all in. <laughs> so back when I was in. Primary school. There was a guy two years ahead of me who had a stammer as well, and he actually got. So our principal one day in school made another student stand up and he said, "Do an impersonation of him speaking." And so there was a whole uproar. His parents came in. His father almost kicked the shit out of this out of the principal. But my parents went in before I went into his class and said, "If you do any of that shit, like we'll fuck you up, or like just don't do any of that." that. Um, so I think I had protection from my parents then. And then when I went in, into the secondary school, a cousin of mine was in fifth year when I was in first. Mm. And like you know, he was a big guy, so I think he, I think like him and some of his friends sheltered me a bit. Mm. So I actually don't, I. I, so I kind of don't think I got it that bad. Wow. You know, like I, I did have all. Now I'm sure people were saying lots of stuff behind my back, which you know, which, which, uh, which, which I didn't find out about. Mm. But um, but I said like I don't think I got it that badly, and I still, you know, I would still say I got it sort of bad. But but I like you know I think there's lots of people who 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 uh, who uh, who had stammers who got it a lot worse. Mm than me um 
But yeah, but you know, like I think as well, like if people had never made fun of my stammer, I wouldn't know how to make jokes about it as well. You know, like like, like I think because people were mean, I think you know, like I think it's rare a very you know like a you know like you know so um so uh, so. I think it, uh, so. I think it's a rare thing that uh, uh, a sane person becomes a stand-up. You know, so I think, because, yeah. So I, like, I think because people said these things, like if people had been lovely to me the whole time, I don't think I'd be a stand-up. Mm. You know, I don't think I'd need that validation. Like, like I think in most stand-ups, there's something mildly broken in all of us. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So like, you know, like I think. Yeah, you know, like I think I would have preferred if I didn't have to become a stand-up and I didn't stammer. But mm. you know, I was saying, and I'm sure there are people who got, you know, who got things worse than me, who probably are like Ed, and you didn't fucking know the half of it. But like, I didn't get it that bad, and I'm thankful I didn't get it that bad. But I still got it bad enough that I need validation, essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say. I was very quiet and shy when I when I when I was started off doing stand up. So so it's the uh, it's kind of something you want to do. Then you want to be in front of an audience. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because you can't do it in real life. You... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, like because because you know, like I did feel as if like especially when I was in school, I always thought I'm funny. I always mm. thought I was funny. I deep down thought I was funny, but but I know where to express it. I said, like, I had no way of saying jokes, and each time I said one, only one person would ever hear, and then they'd, like, re-say the joke, and then everyone around would laugh and think that they came up with the joke. It was always things like that. So I always felt, I'm funny, and I felt it, but I I didn't ever have a means of expressing it. And, like, I did genuinely have a really bad stammer when I was in school. Like, I just couldn't speak at all. I used to pretend I hadn't done... uh, any of my, of my school work because I didn't want to have to read out my school working class. I'm like, I'd rather get in trouble than read it out. So it was just like, you know, when I got into a, when I was a few years through college, I kind of like accepted my stammer and then I was like more comfortable speaking and speaking became easier and things like that. So, you know, like, I then also felt like, oh, I'm able to talk about things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was kind of like, oh, like, now I feel comfortable speaking so now I can talk about all this horrible, horrible stuff in the past. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah. That's... And do you find do you, either of the shows, this one, or I don't, you, I suppose you won't know with this one, but is it something that you can perform then when you leave Edinburgh? So something it, like out of the comedy clubs, but I don't know, is it, would it be something that you would, has anyone contacted you about? I don't know, talking to young people or something. Uh, I I Considering you talk about school and all that. Yeah, and like I did have... um, So at my show, the first year in, I had a speech therapist in, and she said, I wish I I could bring my students in to see the guys here. And then at my... I think it was my first show this year. So at my first show this year... I had uh, uh, this one in, and her child had a stammer, mm. and she came out and she cried because she was like, "I just want my child to see you and know things can be okay." Mm. Because I think the parents are obviously so so scared for their kids when they have stammers, mm. and um, 
And for me, and I do say this at the end of the show, is the, the most important thing is knowing nobody cares. Knowing that this is only important for you, it's not important for other people. And once you realize that, you can move past it. So I say, like, I would love to be able to, like, go... I, 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 so I say, like, I would probably take both shows on tour at some stage, you know, at some, at some, at some stage, but, uh, but yeah, like, I would just like to, like, inform children with stammers that, like, things can get a lot, you know, like, things seem bad right now, and, like, when you're a child, it's the worst time to have any sort of disability whatsoever, mm. because kids have no filter, kids are mean as hell, mm. so, like, kids will just say anything, so, you know, sometimes it's good to just, like, know... Yeah, things might seem bad, bad, but things can be okay if you allow them to be okay, you know? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, if I could, like, like I have... Well, what you said, well, I, I think what you were trying to, what you said in the show was what other people think of you doesn't, shouldn't matter to you. Is that what you're saying in the show? Yes, or no, what, or... absolutely. It's because, like, I used to, I used to think that people just, like, Whenever they thought of me, they thought, like, that man is, like, you know, that boy's a freak. Mm. He's a weirdo. And it was, like, literally my friend saying, Aiden, nobody cares about your stammer except for you. That's what literally, that's what flipped the switch. When mm. I was, you know, like, because, like, I was just getting all of my self-worth. Like, I hated myself. I hated my stammer because other people had said mean things about it. Mm. But as soon as I stopped caring what they thought about my stammer, mm. I suddenly liked having a stammer. You know, as in, like, I wouldn't be a stand-up if I didn't have a stammer. Mm. I probably, I wouldn't have been a lot of things. Like, I almost definitely would have been a prick if I didn't have, cause I was a very cocky child. Like, I was a little dickhead. <laughs> I loved myself. Yeah. So, me having a stammer is a good thing, but, but it took me realizing that it's not what other people say that's important. It is actually what you think about yourself, you know, because yeah. I, like... People can say mean things, but if you're confident enough in yourself, they will just wash off your back. I did, I had a thing uh, a few months ago where a guy, um, he had said something, he had said uh, something to me, and I just said something back, and he thought I was talking about his weight, weight, and I wasn't at all, wasn't thinking about his weight at all. Uh, I just said something, but he, but but so he misinterpreted, and then he just said, "Well, at least I can talk it," and then walked away. So, so, but like, if that had been me years ago, I would have, you know, I, I would have took everything he said to heart and just be like, oh my god, like everyone thinks I'm a weirdo because I mm. can't talk, all this kind of thing. But I literally, it was like water off a duck's back. Mm. I thought, no, he's got his own issues, so it's himself projecting his own self hate onto me. Mm. So, I, so, so, as in, because I didn't care what he said, I knew what he said wasn't important. It didn't affect me, you know. So, like, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make with this show is is that um, is that being, you know, essentially like being like you're happy with yourself is the most important thing. Now, this is very funny because I did go see uh, I saw Eleanor Tiernan's show earlier, and her ending was the literal opposite of mine. She, you know, she was they're doing a sort of a parody on endings like the ending oh, of yeah. my show. It was very good. Oh yeah, it was very good. But yeah, because as in like. Yeah, because like for, for me, that was the most important thing, you know, yeah. knowing that, that, that I shouldn't get my self-worth from other people. 
that that's what I'm really trying to say at the end of this show is yeah. like it doesn't matter what other people say. Obviously, some things other people say are important, and you shouldn't just have blinkers on. You know, that's not you know right. not healthy either. But you know, mm. to a uh, to a certain extent, you shouldn't care what other people. Well, I heard someone say recently, uh, uh, "What other people think of you is no concern of yours." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let them think whatever they want of you. Yeah, in exactly. Other words. Exa- yeah, exactly. But like. I also, I'm not a fan of black and white things like that. I also don't yeah. think you sometimes should care. Well, I just don't think that makes okay. a strong ending of a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm I'm really not one for, you know, like, you know, like, oh, I've got, like, a bunch of inspirational posters in my bathroom. Like, I, I, I'm against all of that crap, but that's literally the way I end my, my show because I don't think anyone wants to hear me explain how sometimes it's okay to listen and sometimes it's not. It just <laughs> depends on the context and depends on you. Yeah, but it's like I think sometimes what are people say isn't important. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of all about context as well. Uh, obviously, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hitler, he could have listened to a bit of criticism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he was like, no, you know, I think my ideas are pretty tight. I don't care what other people are saying about them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is. So it, but like you know, like I think it is very hard to like not make a general sweeping seven at the end of a show like mine which has been like you know like like i built up so much about how i had only listened to things that people had said you know like mm. i built up this idea so much that i got all my self-worth from other people yes. i kind of at the end have to say that you should do the opposite mm. you know because uh yeah because it's also it's like a stand-up comedy so you know like i, I don't want to burden the audience too much with like ethical ideas of like oh my god you should sometimes but other times don't it depends on you know like in stand up you've got to be black and white yeah exactly you can't be going well I mean like maybe once I'm a better stand up in a few years time I'll be able to do that but but like but like you know this just felt like the best ending I could do so it's like okay cool this is like how I'll how I'll end the, the show oh and and I do think at the end, when I do try to get people to then self-reflect on themselves, uh, I do think as well that, that, that I've been really trying to get people because at the end of the show, I get people to say nice things about themselves. Yeah. And I've been really trying to get people... I've been trying to... People aren't forthcoming enough with with the main things that people have said because I'm trying to go back to them at the end of the show, make them self-reflect on the main things that people have said yet. I've I've had some amazing show goes you know like where there's like you know, someone girl you know she was like my ex said that I had a big chin no she didn't have a big chin at all so then at the end of the show when the music's playing I go back to her and say like something that you like about yourself and she just roars my perfectly proportioned chin and the crowd loses oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 so things like that but sometimes trying to get the crowd to say the mean things in the first place I guess yeah and then some of the mean things are too far like we wait a you know that girl in earlier who was who who basically said I was racially abused. Or those yeah. guys. Like I'm, I was like, I'll go back to them, but but I'm like I'm gonna allow them to make the choice to what they say. But I'm definitely not gonna try to force them to say anything about like that sort of abuse that they've gotten. Uh, you know, so that is a a fine line, a fine line with this show. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's a weird one actually. You didn't come to me. You didn't ask me. I suppose because you knew we were. I, oh, yeah, I, I was, I was racking people I know, don't Yeah, I was racking my brain as so Especially when you ask about something you like about yourself. It's an Irish thing, you you don't want to seem too cocky. <laughs> oh, at the previews it was terrible. Yeah. The previews yeah. in Dublin, people 
that that's why I was so scared when I came here. And actually, the first time I did that bit was in Kilkenny, and uh, and you know because you know like there's like lots of that show I couldn't do in a club. So like I was doing this at a festival with a paying audience for the yeah. first time, and I came up with the idea that uh, that uh, on that uh, on that on that weekend, but the original idea. And I think it shows how I'd be a prick if I didn't have a stammer. The first idea was, at that show, I got the crowd to say nice things about me. So I literally ran to the crowd, say something nice about me, which all these people. And the last guy, the just was, so the best responses I got back home were for people saying nice things about me, going through the, the crowd. And the final guy just goes, you aren't that sweaty for a thin guy. And I just have to end the show after a random man in the crowd goes, you're not that sweaty for the... And me sweating my balls off. And him just like, you're not that sweaty for a thing. I'm like, thank you very much. Yeah, Go yeah. In peace. Compliments. Not, not a great thing in Ireland. Not a big thing. No, no. <laughs> Even for other, for other people and for ourselves. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is from America, the land of compliments. And seeing her interact with Irish people is my favorite thing. Because she'll see something that she likes on somebody or like a trait or characteristic and she'll tell them. And Irish people are like, no, fuck off. It's from pennies. It's from pennies. Get the fuck away from me. And she's like, I just said you have nice hair. It's like, oh, I stole it. I stole it. <laughs> anyway, listen, it's been great chat to you. Love the show. Loved it. Thanks a million, Joe. Cheers. Okay. So uh, if you ca- if you see him around, uh, try and catch him. Uh, he's good. Uh, gigs coming up uh, in Tuesday, the 9th of October. I'm in the Roisin Dove in Galway. Uh, the Thursday, the 11th. I'm in the Limelight in Belfast. And after that, I go fly on the 18th of October to Oman via Dubai to do a show in Oman in the Crown Plaza Hotel, I think, or whatever. Like, as if, you as if you know, anybody who's going to be listening to this, Bora, just showing off, really. And then on the 21st, I'm doing a show in Dubai, at probably the Crown Plaza in, in Dubai. I don't even know. Come back home. Then it's the Galway Comedy Carnival, which uh, is going to be a big, beautiful uh, festival of comedy. And the last weekend of October, the twen- from the 25th of October, it's looking good. I'm doing like some improv show. I'm doing an improv show on Friday the 26th. But an extra show has been added in the yurt. It's a um, in Air Square. Yes, uh, myself and Patrick McDonald will be doing our show together at 5 p.m. in the little yurt on Earth Square, which sounds lovely. Because I've been to a show in a yurt in... Um, uh, Edinburgh, uh, in in one of the little parks, and it's beautiful, lovely, nice little atmosphere in there. You know, nice, cool, uh, kind of like you're in a, you're in like you're at a comedy gig, but you like it's like you're in Tibet, but with the sounds of Galway outside. You know, it's that mixture of Tibet and Galway that you only get in a yurt that's in Galway. And uh, we'll be doing our show there. Um, 
and there's other shows and so over the weekend i think i'm doing a show uh, in the black box as well i think with sean Locke and a couple of other like really famous people and i'm doing to uh, another stand-up show but it's all on the website w the vodafone comedy carnival um well worth checking out that's october for you i won't go any further in dates because you're probably not listening anymore um uh, I was I, I think next podcast definitely I think it's Davy Riley. The reason I didn't have him, um, I've put him. I, I I I have to get another photograph with him. I did a photograph with him and it's just all blurred. I mean I could put up a blurred photograph, but I don't think I want to do that. I got to I got to find him and do it. All right. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>